Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Ewan Patterson. Hello there. <laughs> Mr. Ewan Patterson filling in for good old JB. We don't know what's wrong with Mr. Josh Brown. He's been a bit AWOL for the last few days, hoping it's not the thing that we all think it is. But at some point, he'll return in the near future. Um, get well, Mr. Josh Brown, if you watch this. And hope you, hopefully, you've, you're fine. Hopefully, it's all fine. Um, but we thought we'd do another question and answer uh, podcast because there's not that much happening this week. Um, although, as I say that, by the time you watch this, uh, I think there'll be a Dead Space deep dive thing live. But whether or not that's more weird concept footage or something that's actually, you know, gameplay, we'll have to wait and see we're recording this on the Tuesday afternoon. So we've got a whole bunch of questions sent in. So thanks to everybody for sending uh, different thoughts and talking points in. Um, first thing that's doing the rounds is the new Resident Evil movie. The first set of screenshots got revealed for that. Um, Mr. Benoit, you're the biggest Resident Evil fan I know. What Can you replicate your immediate reactions to this? I was confused because um, I... I, I saw the two the, the two shots of the actors. You're also quite done. ill. The, the, the movie has not yeah. done this to you, but it yeah, definitely yeah. contributed. The, the movie, I, I got the T-virus from this, basically. <laughs> what it was is um, I, Claire and Leon, <clears throat> they look like you, you know, like they look like standing. He can't even bring himself to say the names <laughs> aloud. He's that disease. Yeah. They, 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 they remind me the standings you get on like an Amazon page when you go into buy like the, a um, outfit the, the outfit. So like I was curious about the castings at first and i i'm still i mean i as i said i yes i'm not passing judgment on anything until i see a trailer mm. but they just pick some i know sometimes that you can just get some bad stills that pulled out and like the weird things like claire not having a ponytail for example or just and leon's uh sort of badges on the side because i have a um for those who are on the video as i'm right over here going off now i have ben a, Roy walks over to the side of his room <laughs> i have a thing from was it insert coin and, uh, if you look at this, like my, the thing I've got here from Insert Coin, it's uh -huh. a reversible jacket. It's a Claire and this is a flex. Leon. This thing. is a hell of a flex. Uh, it's a flex. Th this, my, it looks the same standard. If you look at the picture, anyone that's listening or watching this, mm -hmm. have a look at the patch. They look the same quality. Mine, mine might even look <laughs> even better. And Do you I know how like, much you paid for that jacket? Uh, it was like 33 pounds. Right, because that's, that's the general budget that seems to be applied to these screenshots that we've seen and, so far. And, and you're basically, so you're all saying this is this is Resident Evil done by Wish.com. Yeah, and and there's, also, a, there's a lot yeah. of shooting going on here on like the various <laughs> websites of the internet. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> that, sorry, Lisa Under Trevor one. though, like I have to get to Lisa Trevor because I saw that. I wouldn't even have known what that was. The, the only reason said, I yeah. guessed is because of the little handcuffs that the, the, the whatever they want to call it has got. And, I was what I was looking at. I was like trying to. 
I was trying to see where they were going from. And then it's like, was that film that came out a few years ago? Story you tell in the dark. And there's that mm-hmm. weird red monster Magoo thing that hugs you in the red. So, and it looks like more <laughs> like that than Lisa Trevor. And I was, I was like, come on, the man. Best synopsis like... of scary stories to tell in the dark that anyone's <laughs> yeah. ever done. Could be that. Just... Could be that red thing from Looney Tunes. Could be. I just. Could be I just. Oh my god, Lisa the red Trevor monster from Looney Tunes. Can we do an one? entire yeah. podcast about him? Uh, <laughs> but basically, the 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 outfits and the the way they've composed the shots. I'm. Um, not sold by yet and mm. lisa trevor i'm sorry looks awful i think that is quite fair i think my general reaction to it was i just immediately noted the lack of budget and like i said i don't want to do obviously full thoughts until there's a proper trailer or something in motion and um, but it doesn't look especially promising you and as someone who's not a massive resident evilsman what were your thoughts on the on the what's your thoughts on the whole thing i think if you could get like a seamless cut now of the uh the neutral planet from futurama when he's like <laughs> i have no strong feelings one way or the other that would be me because like, yeah, i'm not a massive resident evil fan but i have this whole thing where i hold all video game movies in contempt i just don't see i think <laughs> if you it, it shouldn't be like the, the video game movies should not be difficult to do like if, no. if you approach it as any other piece of source material for some odd reason hollywood over the years has been like we've got to gamify these movies man because if they're not gamified then they're not going to be actual adaptations which is completely the wrong way to approach it obviously there's no way you know i'm not judging this movie before it comes out i'm just pointing towards the the litany of of botched video game movie adaptations that we've had in the past. And obviously, mm. Ben Roy, you're a Resident Evil fan. You love those those early noughts movies as well. So they're quite yeah. fun, some they're of them. Fun. Yeah. Well, I have them yeah. all on Blu-ray. All of them. <laughs> the legend has it, if you say it five times in the mirror, Ben Roy will appear with five copies of the Resident <laughs> Evil movie. He just has them to hand at all times. But yeah, I think that um, obviously they want to do something a bit different from that original 2000s run. And part of that is making it more grounded or like getting out there and doing something like the Lisa Trevor story um, and doing that more realistically or whatever. Uh, I'm curious to so throw in a couple of um, thoughts from people that um, sent some stuff in. Uh, one from Dan who says, I'm getting serious B-movie vibes from the Resident Evil screenshots released. And that's fine by me. Not sure what all the hate is about. At least we're getting Lisa Trevor. Um, Eddie says, why does Leon have a mustache? Which I guess is kind of alongside uh, the idea of maybe his badge isn't right or something like that. Um, I guess it's how far can they stray from the expected version of those characters. Because um, even this year, there's the other Resident Evil animation that's on Netflix. I forget the name of it. Uh, Infinite Darkness, I think. But um, yeah. that also has Leon in it as like his traditional self. So maybe to some degree they need to break away. But I don't know. Do you have a, a general, where's your needle on this, Mr. Benroy, as we close out on this topic? Uh, I'll wait. I can't, I, I <laughs> can't give it any faith until I see the trailer. I, I, because I, I, I don't want to go into full internet, like, anger rage you've or not anything. got the energy for it maybe, yeah maybe I, no energy but yeah i'll wait and see I, I, yeah. I, but until then i'll play some resident evil file with josh brown <laughs> i don't know if that's a remedy or just will make you worse but next question from morgan eyes only who says marvel's avengers black panther's just released but obviously still not enough content is happening overall should the game be left to die or should the studio double down <laughs> releasing characters closer to the one a month idea they had at the beginning also does this spell bad news for guardians of the galaxy um yeah you and do you have general thoughts on where the hell the event is that? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Black Panther DLC so far has looked quite promising from the previews, but I haven't played this this game since didn't get um, back, no. since like a month after launch. And all I'm saying is right now, as the world's biggest Hawkeye fan, right? If if <laughs> you putting both Kate Bishop and Clint Barton in your game doesn't bring me back in, then I'm not sure what will. That's and I have to- I have complete faith in those developers to turn it around. But I just think the core product of what Marvel's Avengers is just isn't that compelling. And I feel no. as though obviously they had a lot of stuff working against them in terms of I know during development, a lot of them, the developers were displaced by the California fires, I believe. Mm. And then obviously, you know, 
he had the very buggy launch, which then had to be fixed immediately after two. And I kind of feel at this point, you know, is is it, is it just a case of like, you know, we, we've had it, I, I don't know. I feel as though the Black Panther DLC is the true make or break moment for this game. If they can do a proper expansion that you know delivers on the promise of what it was meant to be, mm. then cool, keep going. But the fact that this game was marketed with like an exclusive Spider-Man character uh, that was said to be coming quote God, like yeah. a, a few months after launch, and we're pretty close a few months at this point. So I feel as though this is pretty much a make or break scenario. Mm. And if you know if if it doesn't kind of bring players back to the rafters, because I'm not sure about the current play count at the minute um i doubt it's going to be anything spectacular um but i feel as though it's such a massive investment from both marvel games and mm-hmm. square enix so you know there is there is merit to continue trying and then one day someone will probably get that as a service marvel game you know tied down and make squadillions of of big bucks from it but right now i just don't see that happening even if the, <laughs> even if this dlc proves to be amazing because i feel as though a lot of people who played marvel's avengers you know play the story enjoyed it for the most part and then got into the repetitive post-game grind and was just kind of like man this isn't for me i think it was, it was one of those games where you saw you saw exactly what it was like as soon as you got the campaign missions out the way it was like oh so i'm just doing this forever and like you can plug a different move set into that but there's only so much you can do with the base framework of it so i don't know it's weird there's a level of polish to it and obviously the amount that the voice talent that's there is also so awesome um, and i feel like there's it's just always potential in a box it's never like fully opened or anything it's just kind of there and it just feels like it should be so much more than it is but it does feel like a glorified mobile game uh, in terms of guardians of the galaxy um i feel like that's a game that people just keep forgetting is even coming um, and i can i had a more positive reaction to the trailer than i think you guys did um just i just thought it i was just like that scene where it showed peter quill sitting with the guardians and they're all arguing and you can jump in and cut them off and i was like that's the thing he does in the movie i'll do I, that I, that's a th- i have a different rant about this mm. of like i i really hate how the mcu is becoming you know the the go-to source for these adaptations a big mm. problem with with marvel's avengers to me uh is that it was dogged by comparisons to the mcu from the off because they leaned into that kind of modern ultimate esque aesthetic mm-hmm. which doesn't help their case at all because they're trying to build their own interpretation and i do think that marvel's avengers is its own thing but certainly in the in the case of like you know that game it used the avengers lineup from the 2012 movie and um, barring kamala khan and then the guardians of the galaxy it's very much leading into you know the james gunn movies and obviously mm-hmm. you know they they, they, are, they are taking stuff from the comics too but they're even having their own awesome mix and it's the exact same lineup from the movie and you can only play as peter quill which i think in itself is a big kind of turn off for a lot of people weird, yeah. and i just like you have so many guardians of the galaxy members to use from the comics but yet again we're leading into the mcu i just find it somewhat uninspired and emblematic of of you know disney's attempts to make yeah. the mcu like you know the the default jumping on point for all things marvel currently it feels like the timing is so off as well like it just feels like, you know, like even the avengers was was way too late like you know it came after endgame and then now we're doing a guardians uh game multiple years after the got both guardians movies um ben roy is a sort of lapsed marvel fan are you remotely bothered about the avengers or will you be returning for Guardians of the galaxy all I'm saying is when I played the Phantom Menace game, it came out around the time the Phantom <laughs> Menace came out. And I could play as not only Obi-Wan Kenobi, but Qui-Gon Jinn, Captain Panaka, Queen of Madala herself. I'm just saying, if you can't <laughs> let me play as Drax in this new game or uh, I am Tree Man Groot or anyone else, then I don't know. I'm just, I want to be Mary Poppins, y'all. And if you're not going to let me be Mary Poppins, <laughs> then yeah. I I, like a, very a long point. way of saying, I, I'm not in for this one, Jim. 
No, I mean, I, I, that's the thing, though. Like, at some point, the production scale has to change. The timelines need yeah. to change. It needs to be released alongside the movie um, that it lines up with. Because I'm, like, the, one of the only people in the world, other than the people who made it, that liked the Captain America game. Mainly just because I like stotting a shield off people. And I thought that was fun. But that obviously came alongside the movie, or it was very close to it anyway. But this is um, what I mean. Yeah. You do, you're mm. talking about movie stuff. And it's trying very to be true. its own very thing. True. And, like, but everyone's kind yeah. of... The MCU is such an all-encompassing, monolithic thing. And for the Guardians, who you know kind of became popular through the mcu mm -hmm. it's very difficult for them to kind of escape that influence so i totally get what you mean about you know the idea of it having a release closer towards the movie mm. but i think if they leaned further away from the movies and this they probably would people would maybe feel less you know kind of like oh why is this not releasing in in, in line with the movies it was very much its own interpretation and again i'm not saying that it's completely devoid of originality mm. but if it was leaning less into the mcu it wasn't going being like oh we've got our own awesome mix but instead of 60s and 70s tunes it's 80s tunes and well that was the I whole think, thing yeah like you know when avengers dropped and people kind of realized that like hey that's not chris evans that's not robert downey jr and there was a whole talking point around that whereas i think if you've been watching it from the beginning you knew that wasn't going to be the case but because they had had one foot in the mcu references and one foot in their own thing and it didn't really land very well i wonder if that is the underlying kind of vibe towards avengers where it's like oh, it feels like knockoff avengers it just doesn't feel they're aiming for authenticity and missing it and it's not its own thing like ultimate alliance 3 and i know that also borrows a lot from the mcu in terms of boss battles and stuff um but still like you know they didn't go down like a more over animated art style or something that would differentiate it in that way um yeah i don't know if I, I wouldn't say that the game should die but i don't know what you do at this point maybe you do sort of just slowly wrap it up i feel like they've completely mishandled the timing the rollout the characters stuff like that um and like guardians of the galaxy i'll i'll be amazed if that hits the top 20 um just because it's just so left field um, but next question from Tristan Vetter, who says, Afternoon, good sirs. If Microsoft did have game, didn't have Game Pass, do you think Halo Infinite would still be releasing this year? Due to missing modes and content, they couldn't have released it as a full price game. Keep up the good work. Now, I thought that Halo Infinite was a separate release. Um, or you could buy it. If you didn't have Game Pass, you could buy Halo Infinite by itself. Um, I can't actually find any mention of that. All I can find is Phil Spencer saying that Halo Infinite is coming to Game Pass. So the way that it seems like it's rolling out, and obviously the comments can correct this if I'm wrong, is that the multiplayer is free, because it's all they, they always said the multiplayer is going to be free to play or they have this year and um, the campaign is something you only get if you get it on game pass and that kind of lets them skirt around the reality or the potential that the campaign isn't finished or the campaign's very short or whatever the campaign is um because we haven't seen any of it since last year and obviously it was delayed anyway um, and they got Joseph Staten back in, they've touched it up, and there was rumors that it's going to be released episodically or it's going to be released in chunks. So I kind of think all that stuff is quite fascinating. But yeah, I mean, like, how much do you think that they just need a big first party game at this point versus, you know, if they delayed Halo again, would that just look so bad optically? I just think like Halo needs to sort of come out in some respect. And if the mm -hmm. multiplayer is as there and as good as it looks from what they're shown and from what people have played, it looks like they're going back to kind of what a lot of people that were there for Halo want from Halo rather than like a Call of Duty knockoff with bright purple like sort of outfits. <laughs> and then if the campaign's there as well, I, I'm still, it's weird because we'll probably know straight away when you jump into it, like why there wasn't co-op showing, but it feels weird that there isn't, but then mm -hmm. there might be two ways of tracking each player's progress progress that they can't do or they could do but it's not worth the time or well, there's so the many thing, like, it's, things it's... floating around yeah like i i'm for me it's like it's just it, i feel like it needs to come out at this point and not be lingering out further because next year it just part it's like you know you're moving your homework to the next day and it's all just piling 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 there are so many <laughs> video games coming out in like q1 next year it already yeah. feels overwhelming as it is 
I mean, that was the whole thing with last year that apparently the multiplayer was good to go and they toyed with the idea of releasing that separately last year. So yeah. if, they've had an, if they've had another year to set a bunch of the members of 343 different teams to make sure the multiplayer is rock solid. And then if even if the campaign is really weak, maybe you can get away with that. I mean, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare's campaign at Black Ops Cold War were both really short. So it's like, maybe you just tick that box, get something out there and just go, but also multiplayer and just point everybody that way and yeah. hope that that works. I feel as though it's just like, you know, the lore and the universe, and the world building of Halo, like that's like inextricably connected to the product. It's not mm. as removed as I would argue Call of Duty is. Obviously Call of Duty has its iconic characters and stories or whatever, mm-hmm. but Halo, the, you know, the main impetus for kind of getting into the multiplayer is that kind of solid grounding in the actual lore of the universe and stuff. And I don't know, there's this idea of like build your own Halo, like you can have a bit of the multiplayer, you can have a bit of this thing. I think it's, it's Forge releasing separately as well. Yeah, yeah so it's just it's just so weird and like for you know a a proper triple a experience i just i it it doesn't feel becoming of the franchise obviously you know this could be the way we just experience games now which you know has its own process whatever but i just yeah i don't know i feel as though if you're gonna do halo you're gonna do your big you know uh halo game kind of leading into the next generation of consoles and stuff then it, it should have everything in one package. Like, that's just me. I just, that's just how I feel. I no, man. Well, I, I mean, the general response to the fact that they said they're delaying the co-op, the co-op mode's not going to be in there at launch and Forge isn't going to be there at launch. That had a pretty big backlash or response to it because a lot of people just assume that they'll play Halo multiplayer or hit play uh, the campaign in multiplayer. Um, and that was like a big deal. And I'll roll in another um, comment from Jack Asbury who said, since when was it acceptable for games to be given out in small parts that you have to collect to make a full game? A bit like what Halo Infinite is doing. <laughs> Um, I think Me with my Yu-Gi-Oh deck of different Halo parts. So. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I think over time, I mean, there was that meme that did the rounds back in sort of 2014, 2015 of, you know, like a picture of a hamburger and it was like, you know, price tag. And then that was like between the, t- across the 2000s. And then after that, it's like, you know, five pounds for the burger, two pounds for a piece of lettuce and three more pounds for a bun or whatever. And you slowly make the thing that you wanted at the beginning. Um, I think, I don't know, I think that it makes it more acceptable if they price it differently. I think that the the way that it seems like they're going to do Halo, like I said before, the way they're going to segment it, um, where you have, you know, you can get a tier of Game Pass for very cheap, I think less than £10 at this point. Um, if you really want to play the campaign, if you just want multiplayer, it's free anyway. So I, that would be a way to make it acceptable to me. Um, but it does make Halo this online multiplayer platform and not remotely similar to the big campaigns that we used to get. But at some point, maybe that's all they can do. The feeling that I've got of this is like, there's, this will make a great book one day when we find out what happened to this game, mm. where it was at the beginning, because they've, it, like, the, it happened, it's happened with a few films, like say, World War Z, where there's like, let's just refilm the entire last act of the film. Right. But that's only a very small point, where it feels like they've probably taken up half of the campaign, ripped up and like stapled more bits in. And they can, because it's, it, it's a digital space in the end of the day. It's not like they have to go anywhere and like, make this game in like a field somewhere if you know what i mean like <clears throat> sorry but it just i i can't wait to find out exactly what happened with this and yeah. what not what what went wrong but what changed and the new management that came in the ones that went out and from everywhere and sort of like i i think someone like phil might i, I don't know who hands on with fit today he's not obviously not in there and coding it himself every day he's too busy rearranging his shelf for uh, podcasts and stuff <laughs> but um i i imagine like this like especially someone like that who cares about the brand like knows that halo is very important to xbox it's 20 <laughs> years for each of them and i just can't wait to see what goes on in this but at the same time because it's really still in game pass and it's like the part press of game pass is like a fiver for the standard tier mm-hmm. it's not like you're paying 70 odd pounds for a game when the multiplayer is free and as much as I only play these games co-op, I can sort of like not get over it. But if it's a different, t- it's not a, it's not a standard like 
product and then if it's changing in some way then i can sort of live with it and forge again I, it's not something i would dive into but it, we, we're getting pretty much most of the thing there but it's just confusing like, I, it's not confu- i just don't know why co-op isn't there the thing yeah. that is is breaking me like you said like yeah at some point there'll be a really great story to be told about the reality of what happened across production because there are small master chief glyphs inside the xbox series s and the xbox series x they're they're emblazoned onto parts of the components there's one of them on the uh, one of the cooling fans and there's another one on one of the side parts in the series x yeah and there was all there was that whole thing about the monster energy like campaign the marketing campaign that was going to be running up to halo infinite collect your xp get all this stuff build all these xp tokens and cash them in on halo infinite and then Infinite got delayed and Monster had to have this whole thing where they still had to go, well, you can preload all the XP and carry it over to next year and do this you stuff. Can. So it was such a you last can. minute thing. And because... preloading the XP. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I did that with I did that with Gears, but I didn't use this one. What I did is I got all my tokens and then when I wanted to go down to see my family, well, past my family last year at Christmas, mm-hmm. I brought my friend all these little tokens. I was like, there you go. Save them for next year. So all these little like Drink up. all these little can tops are just basically ripped off and in a little bag and chucked them in. So but I mean, like you, you know, cash like, them in next year. Yeah, there's like there's obviously like a workaround for it. But I mean, the reality of how last minute that change was. And I remember at the time there was a, a video. I think it was from Review Tech USA looking at different Glassdoor reviews of people who were either leaving three four three or talking about the reality of working there, just saying that the way that they had the build set up was that they couldn't commit a change and then see it like it, you know I, I could, they couldn't actually make a, a change to the game engine or whatever. They they wanted to tweak and see it in real time they had to commit it wait for a different wing of the company to approve come back the next day okay actually that's been revoked okay try something else and it was just this really horribly mismanaged thing um, and whether that's true or not i don't know but obviously that led to the delay and everything um, and then now it's one year it's almost entirely one year later and also there's the whole thing about the the campaign or the actual release date leaking them not saying anything about it officially they kind of ducked out of gamescom the x the xbox um showcase the day before was really thin on the ground and they didn't say anything about the release date so it's kind of just it's 8th of they december did that. The, it's the, the, the cheeky you know their twitter account is like really cheeky these mm-hmm. days and like it did these sort of eyes sort of thing mm-hmm. which is always like fun but at the same time just 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 post an official statement at that point but i just don't think yeah, the average person knows when the next halo is coming and that's a massive problem and what kind of halo they're gonna get as well yeah. like for me well, you... halo halo will always be like that custom game community driven kind of you know experience where it's like you have forge you have the custom game element that's like the main charm my main favorite things about halo 3 wasn't like i enjoy playing competitive multiplayer but the main thing was always kind of the custom games and the user created contents so the mm. idea of just them launching a halo experience without either of those things like to me that's just diluting the brand and like we've seen it you know increasingly over the past you know decade of you know the way brands like certain video game series have changed and i feel mm. as though these are core components of halo like, they, they should be all together as one otherwise what you're releasing you know it might have halo elements in it and it might be a halo shooter at the end of the day but it isn't the complete Halo package. And again, I just felt, I just find that baffling as someone, I mean, I've not, you know, played a Halo game since Halo Re- no, Halo 4. So, you know, that's that's quite a while being out of the game, but it's just a case of like, you know, if, if you're going to do Halo, these these components should all be part of one thing. I think. Yeah. Well, this, this is going to be like the big return. Like, you know, Halo 4 was what, like 2012, Halo 5 is 2015. Like it's been a while. And then obviously the whole Halo 5 marketing campaign was a complete disaster. So it's like, there's a lot of people coming back in for Halo Infinite um, or are just curious about it. And um, Ben, were you going to were you going to say something else before? I was just saying also like Gears 5 launched in a weird state as well, because that 
mm. was all in one. That was the thing that really dead So It's basically my my Game Pass is not Game Pass. It's my Gears Five tax. I just pay every off every month. <laughs> just play Gears Five. Gears but like, subscription service that launched, but then that game was also weirdly broken. Where like when you went into bigger areas, it couldn't. Like I'm not saying that it's down to do with Game Pass, but that game sort of failed. So I wonder why that's a thing like because this halo is meant to be in larger areas and like this yeah. roaming landscape, maybe they're saying there as well, where they can't get the servers to sort of like serve us the right sort of game. So I'm just, I'm just trying to pick up all the things that have happened with like the first party releases we've had from Microsoft, which are like very slim, like you've got like 17 forces in like three years and then like <laughs> a gears five game. So yeah, it's, I have faith because I feel like, they're not gonna it's not gonna go go on for this long and come out trash it's not like say i'm just picking it out about like thq publishing like a home front tour or something where it's just mm. like just throw it in the bin sort of thing this is halo it's microsoft i have faith in the people and the mix management and we'll just have to wait and see i guess that's point. kind of my side of it where i'm just like if you're them and you like you walk into the room the room's on fire the classic sort of meme scenario then you you have to start putting things together and they brought joseph staten back in and obviously there was that tweet from him uh post gamescom people saying why did we not see the halo campaign like it's coming out in a few months and he was like oh you know we're just we're heads down we're just bug fixing it's going to be ready for um december and I'm just kind of like, you know, at some point, like you said, they're Microsoft, it's Xbox, it's Halo. We just need to tick that box. Like, it's just like Crackdown 3. Like, they just at some point, something needs to come out so we can say, hey, there's something on a shelf and we haven't completely messed it up. And I wonder yeah. if that's all it is. What version of this game can we slice enough parts off to get to something that releases for Christmas? Because it was such a mess last year. And even the Master Chief Collection took eight years to fix. So I'm just... <laughs> it's kind of crazy uh, but yeah we'll wait and see December 8th is when Halo Infinite drops and maybe they'll do a showcase before then but right now they just seem to be all heads down they're fixing for December um, next question from Teddy the Elf great name um, would love to hear you guys talk about the Gamescom reveals from last week although I know they were a little bit lackluster uh, Midnight Suns and Saints Row were the only two big ones that we didn't already know about and um, we touched on, touched on this last week um, you and you wouldn't have done though what, what are your thoughts on the old Midnight Suns and Saints uh... First of all, it's blasphemous that it's spelled with a U <laughs> and not an O. What are you doing? It's not, they're not, they're not a star. It's the suns, the midnight suns. Also, talking about that MCU influence, what the bloody hell is Iron Man doing <laughs> in my supernatural Marvel game? Like, come on. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm totally looking forward to this interpretation or whatever. And I think, you know, supernatural Marvel is such an untapped resource that we're going to see more of as the, you know, ironically, as the, as the movies kind of venture towards that direction with Blade and, you know, Moon Knight and stuff. But it is just daft to me. Like, watching that, that trailer, I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, we've got... Um, ghost rider you know we've got we've got blades i mean wolverine kind of works because he has some of that supernatural backstory um in, in certain areas um i forget who else is in the roster but i think the hellstrom twins are in it as well mm -hmm. and um yeah the, like obviously the main character was customizable as well yeah and like more characters will be coming in as, as well and stuff like that but like what iron man captain marvel captain america this is just blatant just like uh, remember these guys I've, I've, I've really i really kind of does my head in because it's a case of now it feels like no marvel thing can stand on its own if it doesn't have mm. these characters you remember back in the day you know scott when wolverine was massively popular you'd see him crop up in all the other in all these games but it kind of made sense because he's a part of the marvel universe he gets involved in all sorts of different things because as a character he, he kind of spans multiple genres mm. iron man has no business helping dr strange <laughs> and the midnight suns to, to to vanquish some evil spirit it just doesn't. It, it, right. it, it really frustrates me. That's my big nerdy rant. It's like, if you're going to do a supernatural Marvel game, 
commit to it. Don't dilute the entire premise by just going, well, well we need Iron Man's popular. One of the MCU Avengers, Captain, both captains are in there now. It's kind of like, like, it it's, feels it's, don't like... bother doing it. Yeah, it's because this is like the first time that, because there was rumored for ages that Fire Axis, the XCOM people, were doing a turn based Marvel game. And it was like, that's kind of cool. And I wonder if they looked at it and looked at the fact they did the War of the Chosen DLC for XCOM 2, i.e., there's a bunch of high powered characters that you're going to build towards and do. And that's your that's your go to mission structure, your go to game structure. And then do it this way, where it's like, well, there's alternate versions of Wolverine and Iron Man and all the people that you recognize. Go and take them down. What's it going to be like to fight them and figure all these different ways to do that? And maybe that's just the easiest way to do a turn based top down strategy strategy game but for the mass marvel audience um at some point they must have like made that call because i mean i hadn't even heard of the midnight suns uh, until that trailer so for me i was just like they must be the midnight suns i don't even know what that <laughs> is um and so like that's kind of cool and the art style is kind of cool and i kind of just went with it from that um ben what are your general thoughts on gamescom as an event um and midnight suns or saints row if you want gamescom <clears throat> sorry gamescom, <laughs> gamescom. gamescom. <laughs> Gamescom struck me as an event that I could not invest in and then just read three bullet points of what actually happened. It felt like a lot of, it, it felt like these showcases where there was nothing really of substance and like there, there was, a, I mean, bless everyone like for having their like game shown up on there and everything like that. I'm not going to, I'm not hating. At the mm-hmm. same time, I feel like it wasn't worthy of like, the big pop to serve it, like, it, it could have probably gone like half the time for example things like that just if just like a lot of things it just feels like too long feels like too drawn out mm-hmm. like my little rant here and i'm just sad that xcom is going to sleep and we're getting a marvel game instead from fraxis because <laughs> i would like more xcom i think for me it was like i i love what jeff keely's been able to put together i think it's kind of fascinating watching him juggle the fact that he slowly took the e3 spotlight away and he's kind yeah. of got opening night live he has the game awards which are like for me is the game awards now are my favorite event of the year because um, i love the combination because it's the condensed and it means yeah. things it's not like stretched out and like not enough butter over too much bread for like 400 <laughs> yeah, days we had, we had the random kind of award stuff going on with this stream and that was just like because yeah. i mm. jumped into it a little bit late so i was able to just kind of like fast forward certain bits but i would definitely kind of be annoyed if it was just cutting back towards mm. this i mean he you know for the game awards too like he you know he'd had a couple of years where it was just because he you know he's, he's the dorito pope like he's done a million of these sponsorship things before and it is that balancing act and there was there were a couple of years where he was he was getting too carried away with sponsorship ads and stopping the show and here's a banner across the bottom for something else but i feel like last year's show and the one before it were really really solid um and I, like i said i'm fascinated by the way that he's sort of trying to cut a swath through the middle it's like well this is the showcase show and this is the award show but we're also going to put trailers over here and reveals over here and obviously he's going to know what the game awards are going to be later this year so he doesn't want to blow too much for the opening night live thing um but at the same time he's slowly building up gamescom as this sort of rival to e3 so i think I was kind of fascinated by it. I didn't really get blown away by stuff. Um, I love Saints Row as an overall thing. I love the, the wackier... I'm playing back through Saints 4 right now, so I love the Saints 3 and Saints 4 stuff. Um, the trailer didn't do much for me, but I think the gameplay itself looks pretty solid. Yeah, I, um, I like yeah. I like the reveal for it. I mm-hmm. totally didn't understand why like, after it, like the next day, I think I saw there was like a massive backlash against it because they weren't dressed in like low-waisted jeans like come on guys it's not 2000 it's not 2007 anymore like let, let people would totally take have a good again. fashion sense <laughs> i think it's just yeah they're definitely trying to make it for a more modern audience and i think that a lot of people i mean that's the thing i love i love saints 3 and saints 4 especially 3 and i know that people who like would say that they love saints row tend to be skewing towards the first and the second which are more like gangster based more gta style and i guess that that's just not what the new saints row is going to be but at the same time i wouldn't want to be volition trying to pick from all four or five if you can't get out of hell 
um, identities for those games, and then try and go, okay, what the hell do we do going forward? Um, I think that's kind of interesting to see. Um, next question from Jake Sawyer. What do you think of the possible Death Stranding 2 that's in negotiations from Norman Reedus? Um, ben Roy, you're a massive, massive can't stop talking about Death Stranding fan. Do you want more of it? Yes, I don't want this silly director's cut. I don't want to be, I don't want seven months of everyone talking about this director's cut where it's like, oh, you're going to get a little race mode in it and Kojima teasing me with his desk every five minutes. Mm -hmm. I would I would love a Death Strand 2. I don't know where it would go. I would have to get emotionally prepared for it for like six months before it was going to come <laughs> out. But at the same time, I, 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 it's weird because uh, people will just hate this. Like, I'm here for whatever... Mr. Hideo Kojima does. I will play another new title. I'd love to go back to a Metal Gear, but mm. I'd also at the same time, Death Stranding, if you can take it somewhere interesting and build upon the world in the state that was left, mm. then sure. But at the same time, uh, I, I can or cannot, but, the same, but I would love it. I don't know what you do for a Death Stranding 2 as a rhyme. but The I just, way the I, thing ends, it seems very final. Like right, very final. Lads, lads, as someone who didn't play Death Stranding, right, yes. I was getting progressively more and more wound up at opening night live, seeing uh, <laughs> this, this more and more. Uh, we have races in this case. The game came out, like, what? Like, a year ago? Like, like, two years ago? Like, why? Who, who cares about adding this stuff in right now? And then well, at the end, there's the weird upside-down whale. I'm yeah. like, what's going on here? Like, honestly, no, I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy... A potential Death Stranding sequel, the same way uh, same way I enjoyed the first, which was living vicariously through uh, <laughs> you guys means. and Josh Brown, uh, as you as you told me more and more progressively weird things about the game because mm -hmm. it's just it's not it's not something that I can I can consume. I think I, I, I appreciate it for what it is. I love Mads Mikkelsen. I'll, I'm always down for more Mads content. If there's a chance Mads Mikkelsen can be in a video game again, that'd be fun. Mm. But I overall, I'm just looking at this thing and I'm just like. Well, let's say like, I'm happy years, for Ben Roy. I'm happy for Ben Roy. That is yeah, what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> that was the thing. I mean, I, I loved Death Stranding till the end, and I was just like, no, this is too stupid, and I, it completely lost me. But I, the, right now, Death Stranding is just like living inside Kojima's mind. It's whatever he can think of, including Metal Gear Solid missions. Like the director's cut has Metal Gear style missions, like proper, full on camera style, cinematic style, and um, going after guards in a small room where they're all on patrol. It's very Metal Gear. Can, I, can giant... I also yes. jump in and just say? That also makes me not want to play it because after playing all the VR missions in Metal Gear Two this year, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to play another video game after that. That was no. one of the most tr tormenting things I had done to myself, and you I ate did too it. Much and you're full. Yes, <laughs> it was all very self-inflicted. But um, yeah, he's definitely got Metal Gear on the brain, considering, like I said, those missions. But also that giant whale reminds me of Metal Gear Solid Five's the giant whale that ate the helicopter thing. I just feel like he's he gra he's gradually got more Kojima over the years. Like Metal Gear Solid One was translated by one American dude who kept it nice and grounded and quite Western. And then over the years he's gone, no, that's not what it is at all. I'm gonna have a vampire running on water. I'm gonna have a mob. I'm gonna have whale flying. I don't care. And so now it's just he's got full creative control and a blank check, and it's just like. He is absolutely everything. It's every time, every time. It's like when Homer meets his long lost brother and he gets him to design a car and the <laughs> car is ugly as hell, but you yeah. all want to drive it. That's yeah. <laughs> when it tanks the, the respective company that's trying to keep control of it and then he has to go somewhere else and build a different car. Death Stranding is absolutely that car in The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think general thoughts, I'm curiously optimistic. I wouldn't want Kojima doing... I want him to do a horror game. Just do whatever he was going to do for PT. Do that. Do a first-person horror game or something like that. Um, next question from Luke Cullen. What are your thoughts on Gotham Knights and what are you hoping for in it? Um, they just put a teaser out because I think you, mm -hmm. you found it earlier today. Um, we already knew it was going to be the Court of Owls and stuff, but what's your general thoughts on the continuation of Arkham? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really looking... As you know, I'm the Arkham Origins defender, and I love all the content that Warner Brothers Montreal has done for the Arkham series. Like, um, the Matter of Family DLC prequel thing for Arkham Knight was far and away the best thing for me about mm. that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do now that they're not tied to the Arkham verse. But yeah, the teaser a day, basically building upon the announcement that DC Fandom is returning in October, and both Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad developed by Rocksteady will be there as well. But yeah, Gotham Knights on the whole, I'm looking forward to uh we all knew it was going to be delayed given you know when they first showed it off last year it still looked a little bit choppy um mm-hmm. didn't surprise me at all to see that it's been delayed again but yeah the idea of, of a batman game without playing as batman you have your own customizable characters i just think it's a very brave approach to that license and it's something exciting it's everything that the marvel games apart from insomniac spider-man aren't like you know it's it's it's, yeah. it's fresh it's exciting it's a new interpretation new unique art style isn't leading into any one cinematic approach you know fully grounded within the comics to their own vision um and yeah I'm, I'm i'm just really looking forward to seeing more of that gameplay and hopefully yeah. seeing more of the combat in particular because the one thing that i'm not too sold on yet is the combat looked a little bit floaty to me the first i watched it mm. and if they can just get the polish down they can make it you know work i my, my dream DC games always went to plays like the Bat Fam with my friends. So like if they if they nail that down, then yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. That more seems like that's what they're going for. I definitely see their co-op game and only think I want to play it solo. So I don't know how well they're going to be able to accommodate the but likes of me. Scott, you can I know. be it can be my. I don't know who you want to play as. It can be, you can be mine. I definitely. I mean, that's the thing. I'll try the co-op modes out. I just think that I don't know. I'm always someone who just wants to play things solo. That's always my thing. And I'm curious if I can play this as the as the next Arkham game or whether it is meant to be more multiplayer. Um, but because to, to be honest, the little teasers of what co-op fights can be in Arkham Knight were really solid, and the fight choreography and setting people up for specials or setting your partner up for specials was really really cool. Um, Benoit, are you an Arkham fan? Are you bobbed about Gotham Knight? Maybe so. I should open my sealed copy of Arkham Asylum and play that. You really should. Have you never played Arkham Asylum? <laughs> oh, at Hell's Heart, no. you've wounded oh. me. Oh, you should absolutely okay, scrap. What were you what are you playing right now? Metal Gear Solid Four. Scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> Strap all of it and go <laughs> go play Arkham Asylum. Um, it's a good old time. Um, next question, final question from pa- Paolo Gonzalez, who says, what to expect from the Dead Space series reboot? Will it bring back veterans or just focus on new players with more modern gameplay and cosmetic microtransactions? This feels like a do you trust EA style question. This guy, sounded, this person, um, I, I missed the name, sounds like they were an EA oh. rep. Like, do you think you will be, uh, for the new people, do you think you'll bring out old fans that really want the game and this hurts my throat doing this but do you think he's going to bring back everyone to begin mm. with the you're most... saying, you saying the ea sports guy is out of a job yeah. he's doing he's doing this now <laughs> from everyone like you hear his voice just and you know it's the ea sports guy and he can't mask it because it's Bless him. <laughs> EA sports guy voice. It sounds like a sell pitch this question and yes i Possibly. think i'm jumping all over you now scott i'm clambering clambering at the do top it. of that i think uh yeah it probably will be uh, they, they want it to bring back the old people because they want their money and they want the new mm. people's money because a lot of people have turned 18 since that last game, those last games came <laughs> out. Uh, I don't want it to be anything like Dead Space 3 because if it is, I would, uh, if I had the disc, I would snap it because Dead Space 3 is such a bad, such, violence. S- such a such a game that was punish, punishing to my soul that I never oh want to, that I almost never want to go near. Video games that punished our soul. And that's Dead Space 3 is like... one of them. Yeah. But Dead Space um, 1 and 2, excellent. 
Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, they they have to be more than aware of the trajectory of that series. I mean, three was so hung up and just going, this is an example of what not to do. And I feel like even the most hardcore Dead Space fans hate three. And so I kind of, I mean, the whole thing with the, the reboot is that it's going to be first person, which immediately changes the whole vibe of how you explore whatever ship they um, put it on. And I have to assume that you're, they're like remaking the basic beats of the first one, like the same sort of, at some point they'll have some sort of iconic corridor jump scare or something like that. Um, and you'll be playing as Isaac Clarke and everything. But, Give us a remake yeah. a la Resident Evil 2, not a la Resident Evil 3. Mm, well, yeah, but even then, like, it's going to be first person. So I guess... Yeah, it feels more like a biohazard type shift, doesn't it? Like, mm, it's a case yeah. of, like, taking the action first person. And again, I... I <laughs> there is something inherently more scary about playing a game in first person. Like, yeah. to this day, I can't go near Alien Isolation because yeah. it scares me Well, that's me the thing. Much. I mean, I guess but that's yeah. what they're drawing from. Like, yeah, Alien Isolation, um, doing the whole first person sort of, like... Uh, zeitgeist of the of the 2010s where resident evil went first person they can try something like that um but yeah overall like the whole idea of like i guess more modern gameplay cosmetic microtransactions i would have to imagine they'll stay away from it they haven't mentioned a multiplayer mode yet um like i said by the time you watch this we'll have seen whatever they've got planned for tonight so um there I is that think there's going to be anything from tonight i think it's going to be a few people talking into a webcam and they'll be disappointing that's my Maybe. bet concept my, i don't i hate to be that person but i just don't think this soon after and they, if they show a trailer then mm. i mean i'll quit well, i mean all the all the behind the scenes <laughs> type stuff because it's not the original creator of dead space is no longer with ea and he left yeah. on really bad terms like uh, glenn schofield he's now doing um the callisto protocol um which looks really promising that looked like a new dead PUBG space universe PUBG universe and then we realized what it actually was um, and that for me that's where i'm gonna go that's where my dead space energy is gonna go so at some point i'm just curious whatever a dead space looks like when you give it to another team uh, and see what that is but all the behind the scenes stuff pointed to the fact that they only greenlit this because of callisto protocol because it was just they saw that coming together and it was like well we've got what he's gonna do so we should do the actual dead space and i feel like that means that we're not actually gonna get anything for like three more years four more years um, you and do you have any closing thoughts on the old Dead Space? No, I'm just looking for. I, I I love that IP. You know, I'm really like the PUBG just... shared universe, mate. <laughs> the PUBG <laughs> shared universe. I like Dead Space. I I always kind of my experience of that was watching people play it in like 10 minute uploads on YouTube mm. when they first came out because I wasn't allowed to play them. Um, and then again, <laughs> really grossed out with the old eye stabby part. But, you know, I'm yep. looking. I'm, oh I'm god, looking, yeah. As 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 with all horror video games, I'm looking forward to experiencing this vicariously through uh, scared YouTubers and streamers, so I could laugh at them and go, "Ha ha, you're scared, not me." That's ha-ha. not me. I yeah. hope they do the um, like I've completely forgot about the big old eye stab bit. I hope they do that in first person just to try and make history again with eye oh, torture. Just cut out half just the screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just, it's just, just that's all giant needle or some sort of yeah. horrific yeah. set piece. For me, that eye stab bit in Death Space Two is uniquely tied to the the royal wedding in like 2010 because i was playing that game rather than watching it on tv so you know both similar experiences one could argue yeah just combine the audio for the ultimate english experience um but yes this for now this has been the what culture gaming podcast thanks to everybody for sending in their submissions and questions we will see what happens next week if not much is going on we'll get more questions in and for now though i've been scott tilford joined by benroy turner hi with a surname knew it the whole time you and patterson as well Goodbye. And we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.